Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, The Art of the CEO streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download it by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And whether you are a chief knowledge officer of some professional organization trying to feed folks the infos they require, like Miss Alex Lejeune, who's head of the National Association for Corporate Directors, or if you're a manager of a health food store trying to teach people to put the first things first in their lives, like Miss Linda Aldridge, we're here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your business. Now, today's episode uh, is entitled, excuse me, uh, Live, Learn, and Launch Your Business. And with our uniquely able guest, Ms. Judith Sheft, who is the Associate VP for Technology Development at the New Jersey Institute of Technology, we are going to delve this subject, and NGIT has uh, won many uh, national recognition and awards for its programs and efforts in giving uh, a meteoric rise to both faculty and student entrepreneurial ventures. So this is going to be great. We are going to take a look at this recent academic trend, which has been a long time in coming, that breaks down the old ivy wall separating business with uh, academia. And we are going to see how they're linking together for the benefit of community, contribution, and profit. And at the same time, we're going to see what's happening to the brand new uh, legion of student entrepreneurs. And Judith is going to help us with all of this. And I think this is great because, after all, my friends, we don't learn and then live. The smart ones among us live and learn and experiment simultaneously all our days long. But before we give all you panting young entrepreneurs and hoary veterans of business leaders the links that you've been looking for, let's take a few moments out there to supply you with a few utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. So first, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now, that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. So I ask, will this be the day that you pause amid your race to action and take some study, read what the experts are saying on this situation or this business project, and get some ideas? Or will you just continue to wing it, believing that blind action trumps thought? The choice is truly yours. As a second utensil, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it out here, and here we are. Oh, okay, this is this is number 92. <clears throat> our firm's not worried about cybersecurity. The last hacker who broke into our books left a sympathy card. <laughs> I love that. Anyways, an afterthought. 
uh, I invite everyone to go to the security seminars, get all the expert advice, and install reasonable protections. After all, today data security is one of today's costs of doing business, as it is. But just remember that you're there because of the thrill of what you're creating. That's the primary emotion, not wringing your hands in fear over what might be skulking in cyberspace. Eh, just a thought. And as a third utensil, perhaps we should call today's utensil the instructional butter slather. <laughs> right now, we're going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now, today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author as you believe him or her to be. Just simply write down that name and mail it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, we will send you a marvelous gift freshly torn from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, the author of last week's quote, that is the um, individual who said, the difference between a very good word and the exact right word is the difference between lightning and the lightning bug. Well, that was the author who, whether he was on a Mississippi raft or an Arthur's Camelot, always had the exact right word, Mr. Mark Twain. Now, <coughs> after I cough and hack and get over last evening, which I don't even want to tell you about, let us dig into today's Feast of Wisdom and uh, get the enterprise expert, Ms. Judith Sheft, and have her tell us what's brewing new on campus. Judith, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, Bart. I really appreciate the opportunity to join you and your listeners on the Art of the CEO radio program. Oh, well, we're very, very fortunate to have you here. It's, uh, Judith has so much to, to share with us, and uh, and I and I am curious. I, I'd like the folks to, to get some little idea. Now, I know that most of the people uh, around, say, the Mid-Atlantic business region know of you as the, the sort of the reigning guru of NJIT's business, incub uh, inc incubation, the tech transfer, and everything that unites uh, business with the community outside and from the academic inside. But could you give us just some sort of, a, I don't know, a thumbnail sketch of what brought you to become this business champion for the New Jersey Institute of Technology? Thanks, Bart. Before I joined New Jersey Institute of Technology, I had a career at AT&T in their semiconductor division, and I did a lot of work there creating strategic alliances between Japanese as well as European and U.S. companies with our semiconductor division. And as uh, AT&T went through many of its uh, divestiture, trivestiture, <laughs> Contortion, yes, I suppose that's a that that that's a good good word for it. I ended up uh, leaving uh, AT and T and moving mm -hmm. over to the academic side to to work at New Jersey Institute of Technology, focusing initially on the technology transfer activities of the university. But because I came from the industry background, I was always looking to try to find ways that we could better link up what we wanted to do with the university, with what industry needed to have. I see. So not only do you have a foot in both camps, but I believe that you also have a husband, if I'm right, who is quite the angel, uh, economically speaking. Uh, yes, yes. My my husband, John Ason, is a 
one of the uh, leading angel investors uh, in the New Jersey, New York uh, metropolitan uh, area, and he's done a lot of uh, involvement with uh, early stage uh, startup companies, particularly on the technology side. Ah, well, I'm sure he's an angel in many other ways, but we'll leave that for another show. Uh, yes, we can leave that are, for another uh, show. Another show. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering. Um, so, so I, it's not just NJIT. I everywhere as I see it, there the the traditional wall that separates business from academia is coming down. They're, they're united. Uh, why? Why is that? Why now? Why now? I think there are a couple of reasons why industry is more interested in working with academia, and it really comes from from two directions. On the one side, the typical traditional industry, which was doing everything themselves, was very proprietary-minded, doesn't doesn't exist anymore. We talked a little bit about AT&T. The whole type of business where AT&T did everything from research at Bell Labs to manufacturing their products through Western Electric, those types of companies don't exist anymore today. So companies need yeah, to look yeah. look more to the universities, to academics, as well as small businesses to help provide that feeder of new technologies and products that can help the companies move move themselves and propel themselves forward. On the other side, from the uh-huh. academic side, we're finding that while there still is a lot of federal funding available for research and other projects that we want to do, we have seen a decline in the amount of federal funding available to universities. So we're looking more so to businesses of all sizes as an opportunity to do more research by collaborating with them and getting funding through sponsored research programs. So it becomes a real win-win on both sides. So you're sort of becoming the new conduit rather than than my lobbying outside some congressman's door for funds. You're becoming you academics are are becoming the new conduit into um uh, sort of vicariously the government funding. Would that be right? Yes. Yes, that that's okay. that, that's an excellent way to put it. I say. Okay, I, that's that's boy, I I'd some Something to learn. I didn't. It's, uh, we all have to find new avenues somewhere. Well, I, I guess it's sort of a symptom of all of this. I sort of. See, I, I mean, uh, every time I go to NJT, I, I see something new happening, and I notice one thing that, you, that you've been very active in, in developing, and that's that you have these sort of student, faculty, entrepreneurial clubs. When I went to school, such a thing never existed. Of course, when I went there, they were, we, were, we were scribbling notes on vellum, but. Uh, we, I was wondering, tell us a little bit about these uh, uh, these clubs. And is the enthusiasm for them running high? Absolutely. We're seeing more and more students who are thinking about entrepreneurship as really a career path that they want to consider oh. right after graduation. Many of them are thinking oh. about being able to work with technology that they may have been developing at the university as the basis for businesses, as well as even within larger corporations, people need to have an entrepreneurial mindset. You're not going to be necessarily given a set of steps one through N and being told this is what you need to do every day. You need to be able to think about things from a more entrepreneurial 
perspective. We have uh, student clubs, the uh, New Jersey NJIT Innovation Acceleration Club that meets uh, twice twice a month and has students from all disciplines, not just our business school students, but has students from the engineering side, School of Architecture, College of Computing Sciences, along with business students who come together and talk about different potential business concepts that they could move forward with. And they really then form these cross-functional teams to, you know, to work on ideas. Oh, so if I if I'm a, a, a business student or a, a, a business faculty advisor, a, a, a professor, I uh, and I've been brewing with this idea, but there's uh, there's someone who who can do a little practical putting together. I uh, I'm going to have an engineer just sitting across the table from me at this me- meeting, right? Ab- absolutely, uh-huh. absolutely. And then the other um, project I wanted to mention uh, to you uh-huh. is a program where we have been funded by the National Science Foundation through a program uh-huh. called Innovation Corp, or I-Corp, which uh-huh. allows that? us to put together teams of students, faculty advisors, and industry mentors to explore the commercialization potential of ideas. Now, the amount of money that we're able to provide each of these nascent teams is really small. We kind of dribble yeah. out anywhere from $500 to possibly $3,000. And we don't want anyone to do so more. So it sounds like you're, you're dealing with more uh, more Baptist amounts than Episcopalian, shall we say. Yes. And we want the students and we, and we want the team not to try to do more development, because we know you, you oh. aren't going to get much done for that tiny amount of money, but we right. want them to get out of the building to go explore and talk to pre- potential customers and come uh. back with feedback on, is this an idea that has some merit? What other features or functions <laughs> need to get incorporated into the product or service that they are moving ahead with to make it something that really could be viable. And we have them also uh, really look at the whole business model canvas approach and lean startup methodology that Steve Blank from Stanford University has popularized. Sure, sure. And for your listeners, there are certainly you know, a number of books as well as websites available uh-huh. at really no cost where you can go on. Uh, Steve Blank has one of the MOOCs, the massively online courses that your listeners can can look him up and participate in. There's a number of books available on Business Model Canvas, which really walk you through how to look at your business to figure out, am I really going to be able to make money and do I have all of the piece parts together? And after the student teams through these I-Corps programs uh, finish their initial six months of work, the answer might be, yes, let's go forward and let's try to apply for additional funding, larger amounts of funding to maybe $50,000 through other programs. Or it might be, you know what, this was a very interesting piece of technology, but there's really no market, so let's not spend another huge amount of time trying to move it into the commercial marketplace. I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to, to pause for a moment because what uh, Judith is offering here 
uh, is something that I'm going to mark as a quill pen moment. She has been taking entrepreneurs and get them to say, get your nose out of development, and but rather get yourself connected with potential customers because that's where the real developments, that's what will dictate the development of, of your item. And also it is one of the greatest pitfalls of the entrepreneur is not to get out and deal with the customers. He's looking at, he's so happy at what he's created in the test tube. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to dip your pen in the inkwell and scribble down the fact that you've got to be customer oriented and that you've got to study new potential business models and if you are the entrepreneur and I'm so glad that NJIT is is giving that kind of guidance so I just pass that on to you um I was just uh wondering if if I am a uh new and outside business person and I'm seeking of course new talent and new inventions and obviously new revenue streams how what would be the best way for me to to take advantage of this program or your incubator program how do I go ahead with that well how do I find that out I'm, gl- I'm glad you've asked that question there's a couple of different uh, entree points uh, uh-huh. into the university for companies at all sizes both big companies as well as small startup companies who are looking to hire our talent, they can connect with our Career Development Services Organization. We hold twice a year career fairs where companies can take out tables and and meet and talk to a number of students who are going to be graduating both in January as well as in the May time frame. But if you've missed a career fair, that doesn't matter because we post online career opportunities so companies can work with career development services create a small description of what type of position they're looking to hire for and that can be posted and year-round students can can look at those opportunities and there's opportunities to hire students both during the academic year while they're studying for part-time positions there's co-op opportunities there's uh, internship opportunities we also have technology that's available for licensing that you know companies may be interested in saying gosh i i'd like to go work on something but i need some assistance in a right. particular area if they you know either contact me or contact our intellectual property office the people that work for me there and they can send an email to ip at njit Dot edu or my last name Sheft S H E F T at N J I T dot edu. We'll get back in touch with them to see how we can find oh, faculty that's, that's to great. work with that's them, great. students Succinctly potentially. Put, that was good. You know, to and work on I, projects for them. I think, uh, and just one more note on that, ladies and gentlemen, that it doesn't have to be uh, NJIT or the universities. There are other universities uh, that are doing similar things, so yes, do not pass correct. them by. And and unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're coming to the midpoint, and so I uh, ask everyone listening to the Art of the CEO radio show, 
streaming live from blogtalkradio.com to join me in a brief sorbet from our Feast of Wisdom and allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, the creator of, among many other divisions, uh, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, and you may visit bartsbooks.com to explore a wide wealth of business masters. That's B-A-R-T-S, B-O-O-K-S dot com. And um, today, Prometheus Publishing invites you to take a look at one of the books in their bookstore. It's a volume called Accountability, the Key to Driving High Val... Uh, I'm sorry, let me do this right. Accountability, the Key to Driving a High Performance Culture by the very excellent Mr. Greg Buston. And it, this one... This book embraces really a very simple platform of ideas that tells you not only what you can expect from yourself and your team, but gives a pretty good step-by-step method of how to sensibly go about uh, getting what you seek and desire. So visit BartsBook.com, and I hope that you can grab some full pages for career cultivation. And while you're at it on the site, why not visit Bart's Books' uh, free weekly business quips and get them sign up winging to you, because after all, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to laugh. So, folks, and all those merry souls glowing with a tan from August dog days, we are back to the Art of the CEO radio show on blogtalkradio.com with our featured guest, Ms. Judith Sheft of the Institute, I'm sorry, the New Jersey Institute of Technology, who's going to continue telling us just what colleges and businesses should be doing to play more profitably together. And I've been holding this back, but I want to bring it in now, Judith. Uh, I'd just like everyone to know that I'm not the only person who is very well aware that NGIT is uniting the process of learning and business and community benefit all in one. Just this past June 24th, the Association of Public and Land-Grant Universities selected NGIT as an official innovative and economic prosperity university. They are one of they are they're one of only 18 universities nationwide to receive this honor. Judith, could you tell us a little bit about uh, what the APLU? Uh, offered here and and uh, your your receipt of, the, of this award. Sure, thanks. But let me first off clarify: there were 18 uh, other universities that were designated this year, 2015, which was the third huh. year that the award was given out. Overall, over the last three years, 48 um, oh, institutions right. okay. Okay. have have received that uh, have received that designation. And the designation a year is pretty good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. We, it, and it really acknowledges universities who are working with both public and private sector partners within their uh-huh. states and regions to support economic development through a variety of activities, including innovation and entrepreneurship, tech transfer, talent and workforce development, community development activities. And in order to obtain the the designation, we needed to go through a very rigorous self-study review process where we reached out to external stakeholders within the New Jersey community, business people, government people, people from large companies, from small companies, to really get their feedback that goes in, that went into writing 
an application that talked about why we felt we should be receiving the award. And in addition to receiving the award, we also then said, what are some of the other things that we're going to do to make, you know, to kind of even take ourselves to the next level? So it's not oh, just... further. Oh, good yeah, for you. Keep, good for you. To keep moving forward. Well, now, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, they... They judged. They looked over hundreds of universities. The APLU did, and and just uh, since you're the one who engineers so much of this, I don't mean to embarrass you, but what do you think particularly impressed the judges at, at APL about uh, you about what NJIT was doing? Well, one of the things that I think is relevant about the NJIT applications, we are one of the smaller. Uh, universities who's received this particular mm. designation. There's some much larger, pub, you know, public land grant universities, uh, sure, university, sure. you know, Penn State, who who have received, mm. who've received the award. So I think it's we are a small institution, but we're doing a number of things that really bring together entrepreneurship, talent development, economic development. We've had a very strong commitment to the city of Newark since our founding and have really were initially founded to help bring and serve industry within the city of Newark. And in fact, it was the city of Newark along with, you know, the state that provided the initial funding for the Newark technical Institute because they, because industry and the city realized they needed talent to help them achieve the kinds of things that they needed to go forward with. Additionally, NJIT has taken economic development as a core element of our mission statement, along with teaching, research, public service. The fourth one is economic development. And That's you mentioned great. earlier, you know, kind of before the break, you, you mentioned our Enterprise Development Center, our High yeah, Tech yeah. and Life Sciences business incubator it's one of the it is the oldest and largest uh, incubator in the state of New Jersey and we think it's also one of the one of the larger economic development centers uh, across the country as we've looked at other other similar centers so i think it was really what impressed APLU was was really the diversity of things that have gone on within you know within NJIT I should also mention NJIT has recently, about a year ago, uh, announced the formation of a new nonprofit, the New Jersey Innovation Institute, which is an NJIT oh. corporation set up to really serve and work with uh, industry partners to, again, not just push out what academics want to do, but really is a listening point so that we can work with companies on the kinds of problems and challenges that we have. Oh, so it sounds like a two-way, a two-way yes. uh, uh, right? rather yes. than a transfer. Well, you know, I, I got to tell you, Judith, I, I just, I have this recurring fear that somewhere in on some dusty academic archive shelf is the cure for cancer that so it was somebody's doctoral thesis and that he passed his peer review with flying colors and then was set in that archive because certainly we couldn't deal with anything fiscally practical or you know and and this scares me to death and i see that you're that you're turning this around and i love that and um I know, and I know you do lots of things, but I, I know there's one thing I would like to ask you about. You take students out to 
professional organizations, don't you? I know you do this, right? Absolutely. We've uh, taken uh, our okay. students to the New Jersey uh, Entrepreneurs Network, where they typically hold in the uh, February time frame a poster session where we can have students and small businesses showcasing work that they're doing. There's another uh, organization here in the state of New Jersey, PCCI, which is predominantly focused in life sciences activities. Once a year, we typically take a group of four or five student teams to share with industry some of the work that that they're doing. And then we bring them to programs that the New Jersey Technology Council runs, uh, Bio New Jersey, because, again, we have the advantage of being, in some sense, a relatively geographically small state so that we can try to give students the opportunity to interact with industry. Right. And it's also, I will say, New Jersey, you do have the benefit of being in one of the most economically diverse and one of the most powerful business communities around. So it's that that is a blessing, and I'm glad to see you're taking advantage of it. And just, you, you do so much. There's a lot more I want to talk. I, I really want to get more into the incubator program. I'm afraid we're, we're, we don't have time, well, I but I do want to. we're running out of time, right? Yeah, right. We may have to schedule another, another session. We'll have to we'll have to have you back because because you're you're doing more than 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 we're able to literally list. So that's that's that shows that, that shows we're doing good things here. But if people, uh, students uh, from inside or or outside businesses, want to find out about what they should be attending uh, and and the list of events and the opportunities, what's the best way they should do it? I mean, you, I guess what do they get in touch with you or, or uh, they can the get in way? touch with me. We also have a website for the Enterprise mm-hmm. Development Center, which is www.njit-edc.org. They can sign up to get onto our weekly email blast from the oh, EDC okay. to learn about programs, and we have a calendar of events. In terms of a couple of things that are coming up in the uh, in the fall time frame, on October 23rd, we're holding a really venture summit where there'll be an opportunity to to see a showcase oh. of some of the companies from the EDC oh, uh, showing off what they do, along with uh, some different venture investors. In ah. November, on November 10th, uh, we're doing a program with the Berg Foundation, which is the Israel-U.S. Binational Industrial Research and Development Organization. Sure. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity for companies. This one is going to be particularly focused on uh, homeland security and, and first responder technology, but to learn about opportunities to get funding through that uh, through that mechanism and collaboration oh, uh, opportunities. Sounds like you have an awful lot going on here, and and we're going to have to get get you back to uh, explain a little bit more of it. And I thank you so much. Uh, I I'm feeling just a whole heck of a lot better about academia in general after hearing you. So, Judith, I thank you very much. You, you've taught us all. So thank, thank you, Barry. It's been a del- it's been a delight to be here with you and your guests. Oh, thanks, Judith. And so now, ladies and gentlemen, as we round out today's show, let me leave you with today's business quotation. Who is the person who said, two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity. And I'm not so sure about the universe. (laughs) Hint, 
as a hint, this author's mind held as much wit as brilliance. And remember, if you know the author of that quote, just write it down uh, and send it off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com to win an astounding, life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Book Bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, if you truly believe that you are an entirely self-made man, then you have doubtless botched your creation. (laughs) So, to all my faithful and playful listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show here today as much as I have. And remember, you may down this and all of our shows on blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.